6 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast of America. It's 2 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India, 11 o'clock at night in Kyoto, Japan. And in Malaysia, it's 1973. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. Welcome in. Hello. Hi to our... Zubaida, hey, hey, you like today's title. All right, Zubaida has joined the fray. Thank you, Zu. Good to see you tonight. And uh, yeah, today's title is People Are Awful. And honestly, in some cases, they are. And I have a great story coming up, our first story tonight, once we get through our usual opening, which will convince you that people, some people, are just freaking awful. Trust me. Stay with me. All right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and Rumble.com. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm just checking out my live on Rumble to make sure that we are indeed live over there. And uh, I believe that we are. So technically, we're kicking butt and taking names. We're all right. Um I've got uh, that coming up. I've got uh, some heartwarming stories also for you tonight. And, of course, we will continue reading Tom Sawyer. This is like chapter 18, I think, and it's huge. This one chapter, I'm definitely going to break this into two parts. So you'll get part one tonight of chapter 18 and part two of chapter 18 on our next stream on uh, Saturday. I know you all sit around and hold your breaths waiting for that to happen. So there you go. All right. It's time for our favorite little lady. Miko update. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Go update. And she's home. Yes. She got home tonight. Uh, we picked her up this afternoon. I have never seen her so excited in my whole life. She went crazy when I walked in that room and she saw me for the first time. It's only been a couple of days, but she's with me all the time. So two days is forever. And uh, she absolutely went nuts. She is doing better. As a matter of fact, where's the... Uh, hang on just a quick second. Here we go. Here's a picture of her taking... Like maybe an hour ago, uh, she was hanging out downstairs, not doing the big, huge smile. She's she's actually pretty tired, but I imagine after all she's been through and then all that big, huge excitement this afternoon, um, I can see why she would be tired. So she's hanging out in the aircon right now, just chilling. She is feeling better. Again, we really don't know what causes this gastric problem and some possible kidney issues, but... It happens every three or four months, and it just comes and goes, and no vet has been able to say that's the problem. So, sadly, we just kind of live with it. It's a pain in the ass, but uh, it, it is what it is. The good news is she's back. She is relatively healthy. She eats a little bit, but a little bit more than she's been eating for the past week. So, that's good news. Uh, indeed good news so thank you for everyone by the way who made the comments and and uh, all the great stuff that uh, I saw on my Facebook posts and I really really appreciate that it's uh, it's truly nice to know that uh, that you care and uh, while we're on the subject I have to share this with you this is amazing 
You remember we had Yiching Ma on about the uh, drive from the Malaysia Shiba Inu Club? Well, <laughs> we, uh, we did it. In fact, we more than did it. That is the final total of the money raised through the Malaysia Shiba Inu Club, and that is absolutely fantastic. Unbelievable. Six thousand one hundred and seventy-four ringgit. That is amazing. And in fact, uh, as you know, that was going to the uh, to the um, uh, lucky dog home to pay medical bills, and uh, they. The Shiba Inu Club received a message, and it's it's I've gotten permission to share this, so I just wanted to do that. Uh, we can do so much more because of you, dear members of the Malaysia Shiba Inu Club. Now, this is not a pat on the back, aren't we wonderful? But really, I wanted to uh, let you know how much it, how much whatever you donated in whatever amount really, really helps. Uh, thank you for raising the whopping amount of 6,174 ringgit by way of Shiba Inu Chinese New Year charity event. Uh, by virtue of your interest, generosity, and committed support, the shelter will be able to help more four paws. Uh, the full amount uh, will be channeled to Veterinary Clinic Mayo to pay the mounting medical bills and continuing veterinary care for the dogs in our care. We're so filled with gratitude and appreciative of everyone who touches and enriches the lives of Lucky Dogs Home, Brogas, furry residents, and we wish you and your family the same goodwill that you so generously bestow upon us. We could not have done it without you in this tough economy. So congratulations and thank you to everyone who contributed. Uh, truly went above and beyond and a remarkable uh, over $6,000 you guys managed to come up with. That is just fantastic. Unbelievable. Congratulations, really, and a hearty hi-ho to you guys. Wow, we did it. Nice job. All right, so we go from the sublime to the ridiculous. And uh, it's one... <laughs> have you ever had... I have. Have you ever had neighbors that are just so annoying? But... You know, they're your neighbors. I, I forget who said it. It might have been Ben Franklin. I, I don't know. But it, it, the, the saying goes, good fences make good neighbors. And boy, ain't that the truth. We have a few stories tonight uh, from World of Buzz. We love the folks over at World of Buzz. And all the stuff we talk about, all these articles, are in our show notes. The show notes is the description in below our, uh, our live feed here or the video if you're watching it later on Rumble or our podcast in the description. You will see all these links, including this first one, which, you know, you have to wonder just how awful people's hearts are. How Grinch-like some people can be. And how lack of understanding some people have. Take a look at this from Wildebuzz. Again, you can read the whole article. I'm not going to read everything here. But a Malaysian family with an autistic child has been forced to move after their, land, uh, after their neighbors complained to their landlord. Yeah, uh, yeah. Having to take care of children and adults with special needs is no easy feat, says the article. 
It's even worse when the people around you are not considerate or understanding enough. A Malaysian family living in Sha'alam recently shared how their tenancy agreement with their current home is not going to be renewed after their neighbors complained to the landlord about their autistic son. Uh, two of uh, our two left and right neighbors, we know what you did, we know what kind of people you are, but no worries, your wish has come true. You've succeeded, this is from the, the parents, you've succeeded in getting the landlord to not renew the tenancy. We'll be moving out at the end of this month. Your wish has come true. My son will not be a nuisance to you anymore. Apologies for all the inconvenience caused. May you have a peaceful and good life after this. You see, even in the face of these moron neighbors, this family still had the the goodness in their heart to say, have a peaceful life. Uh, the family, which creates content uh, known as Adam's Autism Family, said their neighbor's wishes had come true. They succeeded to make sure their uh, tenancy agreement wasn't renewed. The lack of empathy, compassion, and the inability to accept and understand autism led to this. The reason behind the non-renewal is that the owner of the property had been plagued by compa uh, complaints from the neighbors on both sides. And uh, the family has clarified that Adam, the child who is on the spectrum, uh, is not even noisy every day. And even if he was, it's not the whole day. And uh, initially, the family had planned to move out in a couple of years as their house, their new house, was ready. Uh, but this has thrown a bit of a wrench into those plans. The family has accepted their fate. They apologized, although, frankly, you had no need to apologize at all. But good on you, I suppose, for having your hearts in the right place, even if your neighbors weren't. Uh, wish their neighbors well. The reason I'm posting this is so families with similar conditions will know that not everyone can accept an autistic person like our son. We need to work harder and continue to advocate about autism awareness, acceptance, and understanding. It's about having empathy and compassion towards others, which clearly these idiot neighbors on both sides of this remarkable family do not have. And frankly, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's unbelievable. You want more details, please do read the whole article. It's from World of Buzz, and you'll find the link in our, uh, in our show notes tonight. But uh, ridiculously sad story. And Malaysians are also up in arms about something else going on in the news. We love our football stars in this country. Even if they suck, we still love them. But Malaysians are not pleased that imported football players will be receiving citizenships. Isn't that nice? I come from a special angle on this story. This year, 2022, I will be celebrating my 20th year in Malaysia, hopefully contributing to society. I know contributing to the tax rolls <laughs> quite heartily. But uh, recently it was announced that the Sri Pahang Football Club has registered two imported players, Lee Tuck from England and Sergio Aguera from Argentina, to be naturalized players in order to strengthen their teams for the um upcoming Malaysian League, or Mal yeah, Malaysian League, M-League. Based on a report by Barita Harian, 
The registration process will enable the two players to be listed as local players because they'll just be given citizenship. So far, process is running smoothly. We hope everything is done according to plan. Um, however, it seems it's really easy to get Malaysian citizenship. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, a lot of uh, netizens out there are a little pissed off, to say the least. Uh, one wrote, my father's been here since 1979, only has a red IC. Uh, even the all-woman society uh, pitched in with their two cents. You don't need to be a genius to see how this is whack. Malaysian mothers have to fight for citizenship for their kids with minimal to no success and resistance from our own government, they write. But football players, no problem. Are our mothers not as worthy? Again, read the whole article here. But uh, yet again, uh, people that just uh, manage to get things that some of us are just denied out of hand. And that's too bad. All right, well, it's not all bad news. I couldn't do a whole show and talk about nothing but bad news. So I, of course, of course, it's Jay. Come on. I had to include some heartwarming stories. And this one, again, World of Buzz, thank you guys so much. We love your work over there. Please do check out World of Buzz and uh, check out the links there in our, in our show notes down below tonight. On both the video and the podcast, you'll find it. Uh, great, great story here coming up. Uh, toy vendor in Penang has accepted his father's barter trade of durians to buy toys for his kids. Check this out. Now, they've put hearts over the faces of the kids and the family because, you know, respect. But the durian trader, he's right there. And good on you, sir. Uh, I didn't get money. But I got Musang King, which is like the cream of the crop for durian, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, what happened was, uh, disheartening is apparent when you see your kids being left out and you can't afford to boy, buy them the latest toys or gadgets. And one parent decided to try and barter uh, with a kind toy vendor who was more than willing to accept the trade to see smiles on the kids' faces. He, uh, the vendor shared via the Penang Kinney Facebook page how he was approached by a father and his kids to look at drones despite being unable to afford them. Uh, just toy drones. You'll see them here in the picture. And uh, the father, who is a durian vendor, by the way, if you don't know, if you're listening, because I know we've got listeners around the planet, durian is called the king of fruits. It's this giant, horny, spiked, thorned, whatever, horny was probably not the right word, but you know what I mean, a fruit that has this fleshy kind of pudding textured fruit inside. A lot of people have heard stories about durian. I, for one, love durian. Most Westerners are kind of turned off by the smell, and the taste is an acquired taste. There's no doubt about it. But uh, if you ever get a chance, give it a try. Yeah, it's a love-hate thing. Anyway, the father's a durian vendor, and he offered up some of his Musang King durian in exchange for a drone and some toys. And they said, last night, while we were carrying out our business, came this father with his kids. He desperately wanted to buy some toys, but he didn't have enough money. And uh, he asked if we'd accept an exchange of durians, as the children have been wanting to play with drones for a long time. Looked at his colleagues, thought about it, and gave in. In the end, I said, okay, as long as the children 
are happy. Uh, it altogether came to about 200 plus ringgit, including the drone, a remote control car, and some small toys. He's got four kids, and they each have one to share with each other. He went over to bring the durian, and they were Musan King mixed with D24. Uh, and seeing his kids' faces, they were all happy. Toy vendor then took some time to show them how to play with the drone, and the happiest person there was the dad. So to this durian, uh, this toy vendor, tip of the hat, sir, you get our Person of the Week award. Congratulations. That is just such a cool, heartwarming, really wonderful story. And please do uh, do check that out because it's, uh, it's very cool. Oop, I'm going to move. There we go. <laughs> All right. Great story, and again, read the whole thing. It's in it's in uh, World of Buzz, and the link in our show notes tonight. It's fantastic. All right, from the sublime to the ridiculous to the really silly, funny. Uh, Ruth posted this. <laughs> Thank you, Ruth. And if you are above the age of probably forty, uh, this will be funnier to you than if you're under forty. I think I don't know these days. Getting older, again, if you're listening to the podcast, sorry, check out the link in our show notes. It's a visual. Getting older really sneaks up on you. And then there's a picture of what is a film container, like a 35, the old 35 millimeter film container. You know, those little black plastic with the gray caps on it. My grandson asked me why I had such tiny Tupperware containers. <laughs> <coughs> Okay, if you don't know, back in my day, not that I ever did this, folks, okay? Not that I ever did this. But one of the places people would hide their pot, their marijuana, was in one of these things. It's a little plastic container. 35-millimeter film rolls used to come in it for your cameras back in the days when film was still a thing with a little gray cap on it. Even if you don't see the visual, I know you know what I'm talking about. And yes, people would constantly, that's, that is probably the number one hiding spot and carrying container for pot. So yeah, the grandson says, how come you have so many tiny Tupperwares? <laughs> and that will make you feel old for sure. I know it makes me feel old. Not that I have ever use them for that purpose. Mm -mm. Not me. Okay. Hey, Family Mart. Have you seen Family Mart? Of course, everybody knows Family Mart. It's got that big green, white, and blue logo plastered on the front. Inside, it's all brightly lit. You could probably perform open-heart surgery in these Family Marts because the lighting in there is, like, unbelievable. And... There is a family mart in Cameron Highlands that people have asked, why is their signboard black and white? Links in the show notes. This is a fascinating story. Check this out. Here's the visual. That is not, let me just get my mouse back here. Here we go. That's what a normal family mart sign outside looks like. And you see what I'm talking about? Look how bright it is in there. This is not a black and white photo. This is an actual color photo. There, you'll see inside the store. But the sign outside is black and white, and there is a purpose for that. There's a reason I had no idea. 
Family Mart's become one of our favorite Japanese convenience stores ever since it first opened in Bukipintan back in 2016. Wow, it's been around a long time, way pre-lockdown. Everything was still 24 hours. It was a go-to store for late-night cravings. And you can recognize it from its bright interior and its very well-lit bright green and blue sign. But there's an outlet that's recently gone viral for being colorless. Right there, you can see the picture. And it is a black and white, same logo, same everything, except it's black and white. The seemingly edited picture uh, had piqued everybody's interest on Twitter, and she captioned it, Black and White Family Mart Signboard. Found a no-ink Family Mart. Uh, for those who would like to pay a visit, by the way, it's in Cameron Centrum in Pahang. Uh, but the black and white signboard, is a, there's a reason behind it. Uh, they revealed the phenomenon is not something foreign in the country of the rising sun. In Japan, black and white family mart signboards are found in places that promote nature. How cool is that? So, yeah, um, the signboard is to show the company's modesty and appreciation towards Mother Nature, along with trying to avoid overshadowing the beauty of the surrounding greens. So these family marts that are in natural nature locations, in order not to be this big glaring blue and green giant signboard, they monochrome it. They make it black and white. Uh, it can be uh, outlets in Japan, mostly found in Nagano Prefecture in Japan, and uh, also near shrines and temples. They have these family marts that are not colorful signboards that are in uh, in black and white. And in fact, 7-Eleven is in the game too. Uh, they are not the only ones. This 7-Eleven and Starbucks outlet in the Kyoto prefecture are using the monochrome sideboards uh, as well to complement the historical themed cityscape. So there you'll see an actual monochromed 7-Eleven instead of their usual color scheme. Very, very cool. Hey, Yiching Ma has liked the stream. Thank you, Yiching Ma. Appreciate it. As you know, she was our guest uh, Saturday night, and uh, a fantastic job, Yiching. I'm sure the folks at the shelter appreciate that and all the great work organizing that that you did. A big congratulations, tip of the hat to you, uh, Yiching. Fantastic. So, yeah, cool story about Family Mart, and uh, I did not know that. Now, see, you learn something if you watch this show, right? Kind of, a little bit, or if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> All right, we got one more, and then we're going to move on to uh, Tom Sawyer tonight. Uh, big chapter, chapter, I think it's 18 or 19. Anyway, we'll find that out in a minute. But check this out. It's a small little story, but I really had to share it because it, it warmed my heart. This was a, uh, <laughs> Yi Ching says, yep, learned a lot. Uh, they are learning experiences, aren't they? <laughs> this was an experiment. Uh, from a kindergarten class. Check this out. This is so cool. Uh, if I click this, okay, now I've got my mouse back. So we got it again, it's a visual thing. If you're listening to the podcast, check out the link. It's in our show notes. But this is a sidewalk, just an ordinary sidewalk with a, bunch, with a big long crack running down it. And what happened was that the teacher gave the students, the kindergarten students, a bunch of seeds and encouraged them to go out and plant them in the cracks in the sidewalk to see what would happen. Well, this is what happened. 
How cool is that? Look at that. All the way down as far as the eye can see, all the way down, these flowers have popped up in the sidewalk where these kindergarten students planted them. That is so cool. And what a great learning experience for the kids too, huh? Show how anywhere, really, these uh, these flowers will take hold and grow. I love pictures like that. As you know, I, I do bonsai as a hobby. I've been doing it since I was like 15 years old, so, you know, a thousand years. But um, I will often see pictures of trees in nature that have struggled to survive and sent out roots and reached in different weird places and hung on to craggy cliffs and things. Because when we, when we in the art of bonsai, the idea is to recreate in a pot what you would see in nature. In fact, uh, John Naga, one of the more, if not the most famous uh, bonsai artists, um, he, he had a very famous saying, which was, don't try and make your tree look like a bonsai. Try and make your bonsai look like a tree. And that's what the art of bonsai is all about. Anyway, so we often will find these pictures in our bonsai groups and things of, of trees in nature that are very inspirational and some of the ways that plants manage to survive no matter what. And that's a great example of it right there where these kindergartners stuck some flower seeds in the crack in the sidewalk and the next thing you know, boom, flower garden. <laughs> that's a great story. I love that. Check out the picture if you're listening on the podcast or uh, whatever. <clears throat> it is in our show notes tonight. That's the description down below. All right. Very cool. And uh, let's see. I think that's going to about do it. Oh, oh, oh. Important. Ning, 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 ning. Hold on, bell. There you go. Okay. A programming note. By the way, I know I wasn't here Monday, but we had a lot of stuff going on. So with Miko and everything. So here is a programming note. Windows. I, I run this whole show on a laptop. Okay. Yeah, I know. Somehow it works. But Windows for the last week and a half has been sitting down there blinking at me on the desktop saying, Windows 11 is available. You need to upgrade. Okay. Now, having had experience before with the idiots at Microsoft, I have not clicked that button yet. I just shut the thing down every night and boot it back up every morning, and I have not updated to Windows 11. I've researched it. I've seen that there have been some problems. Some people said, wait five, six months before you upgrade because there'll be bug fixes and all kinds of stuff. I've also seen some problems people have specifically mentioned with the software I use to run this show. Okay. So let me just say this, and then I won't bore you anymore with this stupid story. I am going to try tomorrow morning, well, tomorrow sometime, because I've got a busy morning. I'm going to try and upgrade to Windows 11. God help me. <laughs> if, and then that gives me Thursday, Friday, Saturday day to fix any problems I might have to get back to you at 10 p.m., Malaysian time Saturday night. If I'm not here Saturday night, call Bill Gates and tell him. <laughs> no, I'm serious. 
I don't know what's going to happen. I may lose everything. I may lose this software. I don't know, but we'll see. So that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. I plan on being here Saturday night. Nothing should get in the way except possibly Microsoft. So we'll see what happens when I do my upgrade tomorrow. I know this is a mistake. I know, and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, whatever. Get over it. Okay, it's time for uh, (laughs) The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. We read classic books on this show, as you know, and we have been doing that for... um, We've been doing that since the first show. Yeah, good luck. Thanks, uh, Yi Ching. <laughs> We've been reading these classic books since the very first show. We get them from the Gutenberg Project. It's gutenberg.org. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a link in the show notes for that. Somewhere towards the bottom. But... Um, We've done The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince, uh, Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Uh, We've done so many great books. We read them a chapter or so at a time, and then we move on to the next one. Right now, for the last 18 shows, we've been doing Tom Sawyer from Mark Twain, and uh, we're going to continue with that tonight. It's chapter, and it is chapter 18. Yes, it is indeed. And uh, I'll warn you that this is a... uh, this is a long one, so be prepared. We're going to cut it in half, likely. I'll find a place where we can stop. However, I do want to start, I always start off with this, and note that this was written in 1876 by Mark Twain. Some of the words used in this book were appropriate in 1876. They are not so appropriate today. We are reading exactly what is written on the page, and in some cases that includes some words that are not socially acceptable these days, uh, including the N-word is used in this book. We are reading the book the way Mark Twain wrote it. If that offends you, you've been warned. Okay? Here we go. Mark Twain's The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, Chapter 18. That was Tom's great secret the scheme to return home with his brother pirates and attend their own funeral. They had paddled over to the Missouri shore on a log at dusk on Saturday, landing five or six miles below the village. They'd slept in the woods at the edge of town till nearly daylight and then crept through the back lanes and alleys, finished their sleep up in the gallery of the church among a chaos of unvalidated benches. At breakfast Monday morning, Aunt Polly and Mary were very loving to Tom and very attentive to his wants. There was an unusual amount of talk in the course of it. Aunt Polly said, Well, I don't say it wasn't a fine joke. Tom, to keep everybody suffering, most a week you boys got a good time. But it's a pity you could be so hard-hearted as to let me suffer so. If you could come over on a log to go for your funeral... You could have come over and given me a hint some way you want dead, but only run off. Uh, yes, you could have done that, Tom, said Mary, and I believe you would have if you'd thought of it. Would you, Tom, said Aunt Polly, her face lighting wistfully. Say now, would you if you'd thought of it? Well, I, I don't know. T'would be spoiled everything. Tom, I hope you'd love me that much, said Aunt Polly with a 
grieved tone that discomforted the boy. It would have been something if you'd cared enough to think of it, even if you didn't do it. Now, Auntie, that ain't any harm, pleaded Mary. It's only Tom's giddy way. He's always in such a rush, he never thinks of anything. More's the pity, Sid would have thought, and Sid would have come and done it too. Tom, you'll look back some day, and when it's too late, wish you'd cared a little more for me when it would have cost you so little. Now, Auntie, I, you know I care for you, said Tom. I'd know it better if you'd acted more like it. I wish now I'd thought, said Tom with a repentant tone. But I dreamt about you anyway. That's something, ain't it? Well, it ain't much. A, a cat does that much, but it's better than nothing. What did you dream? Why, Wednesday night, I dreamt that you were sitting over there by the bed, and Sid was sitting by the wood box, and Mary next to him. Well, so we did. So we always do. I'm glad your dreams could take even that much trouble about us. And I dreamt that Joe Harper's mother was here. Why, she was here. Did you dream any more? Oh, lots, but hey, it's so dim now. We'll, we'll try and recollect, can't you? Somehow it, it seems to me that the, the wind, the wind blowed the... the Try harder, Tom. The wind did blow something. Come. Tom pressed his fingers on his forehead an anxious minute and then said, I've got it now. I got it. It blowed the candle. Mercy on us. Go on, Tom. Go on. And it seems to me that you said, Why, I believe that door. Go on, Tom. Just let me study him just a moment. Ah, yes, you said you believed the door was open. As I'm sitting here, I did, didn't I, Mary? Go on. And then, and then, well, I can't be certain, but it seems as if you made Sid go and, uh, and, well, well, what did I make him do, Tom? What did I make him do? Uh, you made him, you, you made him shut it. Well. For the land's sake, I never heard the beat of that in all my days. Don't tell me there ain't nothing in dreams anymore. Serenity Harper shall know of this before I'm an hour older. I'd like to see her get around this with her rubbish about superstition. Go on, Tom. Oh, it's it's all getting just as bright as any day now. Next next you said I weren't bad. Only mischievous and harem scarum and not any more responsible than... Then I, th I think it was a cold or something. And so it was. Good gracious, Tom, go on. And then he began to cry. So I did, so I did. Not the first time, neither. And then, uh, then M Mrs. Harper began to cry and said Joe was just the same and she'd, she'd wish she hadn't whipped him for taking cream when she'd thrown it out her own self. Tom. The Spirit was upon you. You was prophesying. That's what you was doing. Land alive. Go on, Tom. Then Sid, he said, he said, I don't think he said anything, said Sid. Oh, yes, you did, said Mary. Shut your heads and let Tom go on. What did he say, Tom? He said, 
I think he said he hoped I was better off where I'd gone to. But I'd been better sometimes. There. Do you hear that? It was his very words. And you shut him up sharp. The I did. There must have been an angel there. There, there was an angel there somewhere. And Mrs. Harper told Joe, scaring her with a firecracker, and you told about Peter and the painkiller. Just as true as I live. And then there's this whole lot of talk about dragging the river for us and about having the funeral Sunday. Then you and old Mrs. Harper hugged and cried, and, and she went. It happened just so. It happened just so. Sure as I'm a-sitting in these old tracks. Tom, you couldn't have told it more like if you'd have seen it. And then what, Tom? Go on. Then I... I thought you prayed for me. I could see you. I, I could hear every word you said. And you went to bed, and I was, I was so sorry that I took and I, I wrote on a piece of sycamore bark. We ain't dead. We only off being pirates. And put it on the table near the candle. Then you looked so good laying there asleep that I thought I went and leaned over and kissed you on the lips. Did you, Tom? Did you? I just forgive you everything for that. And she seized the boy in a crushing embrace that made him feel like the guiltiest of villains. It was very kind, even though it was only a dream, Sid soliloquized just audibly. Shut up, Sid. A body does just the same in a dream as if he'd do if he was awake. He's a Big mullum apple I've been saving for you. Tom, if you ever found again, now, now go long to school. I'm thankful to the good God and Father of us all I got you back. That's long-suffering and merciful to them that they believe on him and keep his word, though goodness knows I'm unworthy of it. But if only the worthy ones got his blessings and had his hand to help them over the rough places, well, there's few enough would smile here or ever enter into his rest when that long night comes. Go long, Sid, Mary, Tom. Take yourselves off. You've hindered me long enough. Well, the children left for school, and the old lady called on Mrs. Harper and vanquished her realism with Tom's marvelous dream. Sid had better judgment than to utter the thought that was on his mind as he left the house. It was this, pretty thin, as long a dream as that without any mistakes in it. What a hero Tom had become now. He did not go skipping and prancing, but he moved with a dignified swagger as became a pirate who felt the public eye was on him. And indeed it was. He tried not to seem to see the looks or hear the remarks as he passed along, but they were food and drink to him. Smaller boys than himself flocked at his heels, as proud to be seen with him and tolerated by him as if he'd been the drummer at the head procession or the elephant leading a menagerie into town. Boys of his own size pretended not to know he'd been away at all, but they were consumed with envy nevertheless. They would have given anything to have had that swarthy sun-tanned sun skin of his and his glittering notoriety. And Tom would not have parted with either 
for all the circus. And that's where we're going to end this part of this chapter because it's very long. <laughs> we will continue on with the second half of chapter 18 coming up on our next stream on Saturday night in the adventures of Tom Sawyer. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for checking out the video. And don't forget, we'll be back, hopefully, Microsoft and Bill Gates willing on Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. We'll continue on with Tom Sawyer and bring you some more weird and wacky stuff in the news. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yeah.